Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus West Brom in the Premier League. Um, yes, it's been a while since the last podcast, which was eight days ago. So, first of all, I'd like to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hope you all ate well, most importantly. I hope you all stayed safe, because during these COVID times, um, things have not been easy. And this was a weird Christmas for all. But anyways... Back to Premier League duties for today. Um, Liverpool versus West Brom. After last week's performance where we absolutely battered um, Crystal Palace, we were up against um, Sam Allardyce and his, newly, new, and his new team, West Bromwich Albion. Um, yes, yeah, 7-0 at Crystal Palace was great, but I had a feeling that today we, it won't be a rout because... Sam Allardyce, when he comes to Anfield, it's just something... I don't know what it is, but it just seems like he knows Liverpool's weaknesses at Anfield every time. He was the last manager to come to Anfield to win. So that alone gave me PTSD. I tweeted, I tweeted it won't be a rout, but I still expect Liverpool to win. That was my prediction. Um... I was right that it wasn't going to be a rout, but we'll get into that later. Um, and yeah, it was about capitalising on Leicester Man United dropping points um, and trying to move forward and extend this point at the gap at, at the top of the Premier League. We know Everton dropped points. No, Everton won yesterday and um, Man City won, so... Teams below us, Chelsea drop points, so we know teams below us will be trying to creep up the table. Um, so yeah, the lineup for today: Allison in goal, left back Robertson, centre backs um, Joel Matip, Fabinho, right back Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three: Curtis Jones, Ronaldum, Henderson up front, um, their usual front three: Mane, Salah, Firmino. Yes, so um, the first noticeable change, obviously Cater started last week Thursday, uh, last week Saturday, sorry. Um, Curtis Jones comes in this time. Does Cater make the bench? He doesn't. Cater doesn't make the bench. Do you know why? He's injured again. Yes. Can you believe it? I'm sure you can. We are all used to this story by now. Um... As as amazing as Cater is, it's so frustrating. And a part of me, I I I I'm seventy five percent. Cater has to be gone in the summer, because in this special season, availability is the biggest currency. Right now, it's your biggest values, your biggest asset to the team. With the way injuries are at the moment, we cannot have you fit one game, not injured, injured the next game. Where is the consistency? I've yet to see Cater play three Premier League matches in a row without getting injured. He's only Fabinho makes his hundredth appearance today. Cater is only on fifty, so that they were both signed to Liverpool. Both made their debuts at the same time. Both injured on the at, at the same time, and Fabinho even came in. We integrated Fabinho much later. Remember, Fabinho came. His debut was November or something like that, end of October, November. We integrated Cater from August onwards, 
And Fabinho, who, who started in late October, who had the two months ahead of Keita, is now surpassed him in appearances by 50. That is worrying. It is very worrying. You cannot have a key player like Keita constantly injured. Um, I've been told this because of this African Cup of Nations where this old Guinea manager played him whilst he was injured and it messed him up. But even so, you can't keep constantly having fitness issues, niggling issues. This is the Premier League. This is your third season. We're about the halfway point through the season and you're injured again. It's not looking good. It doesn't look good for his future. I cannot lie. But yeah, other than that, rest of the lineup was pretty much the team that beat Crystal Palace. So no complaints there. Um, also good to see... Milner and Shakiri back from injury as well. Um, so that was welcomed. So anyways, the game starts now. And Liverpool assert dominance immediately. Like, immediately. Um, Sam Allardyce, he parks his def- players by setting up, not just a low block, but setting up two banks of five. Two banks of five. Even their striker was doing the midfield work, which meant Liverpool had all of the ball to toy and try and open up West Brom when they can. Um, We were using the channels a lot through Robertson and Trent to try and create some low crosses through um, into the box. A couple passes were overhit on both times. He had Henderson whipping in numerous crosses, numerous crosses, for Mane to get onto again, they'll be a little bit over hit. Um, and then finally, I'd say about 13 minutes in, the key moment happens. West Brom backs to the wall, two banks of five again. Liverpool shifting the ball through the defence. Goes to Fabinho, goes to Matip, goes to Fabinho again. Ronaldo makes a run, which draws out a West Brom defender. And then Sadio Mane runs into the space vacated by the defender. Fabinho passes to Matip and then Matip del- delivers a, um, a chipped through ball with the inside of his foot. But he gets enough pace on it that the ball controls, the ball hits Sadio's chest, bounces. He hits it on the half volley, bottom corner, 1-0 Liverpool. Sadio Mane is back in goal scoring form. Sadio Mane is back. Um, scoring against promoted sides, an amazing, uh, an amazing assist from Matip, and then yeah, from there I was presuming okay, let's go and attack West Brom, let's go and hurt them even more. So we had all this possession, eighty four percent possession by the way, eighty four percent, but for some reason it was getting just a little bit harder to create um, these clear cut chances. I know. Two banks of five is not easy. Sam Allardyce not allowing any space not makes it easy. I was really impressed with Firmino's off the ball work to um, link up play and create that fluidity. Um, Genie Wijnaldum, I, he was a little bit anonymous. I cannot lie. He was a he was a little bit anonymous, and kind of the same with Curtis Jones. Not in terms of being anonymous. Just in terms of not expressing himself enough. Because against Fulham and, and, and um, the Tottenham game, he expressed himself. But he was playing it too safe, 
too cautious. You don't need to be safe. I know you're 19, you're learning on the job, etc, etc. You don't need to be safe when, when essentially you're at playing wet and out of form West Brom who got their backs to the wall. You're a good dribbler. Sometimes we'd like to see you in the half spaces a bit more sooner because it was only Firmino that was doing that. Usually it'd be Kato if he was fit and starting. He would have probably started ahead of Curtis Jones to create them opportunities in the half space. But because we weren't doing that in our midfield, it meant that creating chances, creating clear-cut chances just wasn't quite there. Um, Salah, he was he did not have a good game. He did not have a good first half. Um, obviously, the balls that were whipped in for him, I remember at the very start when I said from both full-backs were a bit overhit. Um, and there was just times where he wasn't doing the right things at the right moments, which is very rare from Salah. Um, yeah, so that was him having a little bit of an off game in the first half. And yeah, that was pra- practically the first half. Um, having lots of the ball, dominance, all that stuff, but we just wasn't quite clinical enough to to um, get a second and a third because... We should have created them chances for that to happen. Second half starts now and for the first five, ten minutes, it's it's more that dominant side. But then after that, um, West Brom decide to have more of a goal in terms of not just sitting with two banks of five. They're now allowing their players to go and press us a little bit. See how we cope under pressure. Um... And they were raising their game. They raised their intensity a little bit more. Um, they were, they were, they were definitely fighting. They were definitely some Allardyce, whatever the team talk was in the first half. They definitely reacted to it because we were less responsive in the second half than we was in the first half. Um, I remember another chance we had. Um, I think a ball, a ball. It must have been a corner or a set piece. Where the ball was whipped in from Robertson. Um, the ball falls to Salah's head, but he jumps too early. He goes under the ball, and then, yeah, ball goes over. Um, and then we were just kind of struggling to create. We were even struggling to... We went from struggling to create clear-cut chances to just struggling to create. And now it's just West Brom... Testing us more, and then Liverpool were just like a little bit bamboozled because they probably weren't expecting West Brom to come out and fight. They were probably expecting more of the low block stuff. And again, Ronaldo wasn't doing enough in the second half. I didn't see him enough to impose himself more. Just there to make the ball click, sure, but I needed a bit more from him. Curtis Jones, I needed a bit more from him as well. And West Brom started growing in confidence. Uh, they started getting in our half more. They started uh, dominating on the ball more in, the, in, in in our own half. And that was um, giving us problems. Um, there was a defensive situation where Matip and Fabinho Robertson had to deal with it. Matip tries to kick the ball. Or he kicks the ball with his left foot. And then he, it looks like he's pulled his groin. And then he has his hands up immediately. 
That's what that's that that was what was echoing in Anfield, and then Jurgen Klopp angrily reacted, said, "Are you fit or not?" Because he's probably at this point fed up with Joe Matip. You cannot again Joe Matip struggling to play two three games in a row, just like Naby Keita. As much as they these are quality players, but once again, availability is the biggest currency. If you cannot be consistently playing week in, week out, how how can we trust you? And then it forces Reese Williams to warm up vigorously and he comes on, Matip comes off. So another Matip injury, can you believe it? We had eight days off from the last game and Matip somehow gets injured again. And these are not even the type of injuries where it's impactful injuries. This is Matic getting injured on his own accord. So do you play with pain or do you just give up? At the minute with Keita, at the minute with Matic, as soon as they feel a bit of pain, they give up. It is frustrating. And is this going to force Klopp to get a centre-half in January? It has to. It just has to by now. It has to. Because it's, it's, it's getting infuriating that we can't... Fabinho has to constantly... Change centre-back partners. He's not even a centre-back himself. But once again, he's the figure. He's the figurehead at centre-back, even though he's a DM. Because all of our centre-backs, all of our major centre-backs, either out for the season or incredibly crippled, injured, um, with injury. So, yeah, Reese Williams comes on. Um, and, like, for the first five minutes, he does all right. He just tidies up, passes the ball to Alisson, Fabinho. Um, and then the first... Dangerous, dangerous moment happens. A counter-attack from West Brom. One of their strikers just blitz past Williams with ease. He finds himself one-on-one with Allison. Allison has to make a crucial save. Manages to hold on to the ball after the ricochet. And that was the first warning sign. And then Allardyce probably sensed, hmm, let me target this Williams kid some more. So then um, he made a couple changes. He made two changes before um, he was making more tactical subs because he was sensing, let, let me tweak a few things here. Let me tweak a few things there and then see, see what magic can happen. Um, at this point, I was thinking Liverpool losing that grasp on the, like they had in the first half, in the second half. We need a change. Ideally, you either go a little bit risk adverse, but... Increase creativity and tempo, bringing on Chamberlain, or you shut up shop, but be professional, um, and bring on uh James Milner, and just have that just to keep stability in midfield because we were losing a bit of that, and Curtis Jones was moving a little bit wayward. Um, that's what I'd like to have seen from the sixtieth, sixtieth minute onwards, maybe sixty fifth minute onwards. Because that warning sign from West Brom was making me nervous. And then they had a couple of half chances where it was getting concerning. And the Anfield crowd were getting anxious. We were getting nervous because now we could, we could sense that Liverpool were losing this grip and what should have been a comfortable game. Um, and then we make a second substitution... But it, it was too late. 
Let me tell you why it was too late. Curtis Jones picks the ball up from Trent. He dribbles. He's dribbling from inside um, our own half quite deep. And I don't know what he was trying to do here. It looked like he was dribbling. But then when he makes he tries to make a pass to Williams. And it looks like neither of them... It looked like a miscommunication between both of them. And the misunderstanding between both of them led to a corner for West Brom. West Brom played this corner short. The ball is whipped in. This um, Ajayi guy gets a head onto it, leaps over Fabinho. The ball hits the post, bounces, bounces out, then curls back in, bamboozles Allison, and West Brom equalise. And you'd have to say they deserve it because Allardyce smelt blood once again at Anfield where he was sensing, okay, we can do, we can get something out of this. I'm making all these tweaks, tactical changes to put us in an advantageous position. Jurgen Klopp, Mr. I want five subs. Again, game, game management, questionable because you left it till now the 78th minute to decide when Curtis Jones makes that mistake that he should come off. Whereas he, he should have came off. The changes should have happened from 60th minute onwards. You didn't see that happen. So then now he brings on Ox. And then um, Oxlade-Chamberlain kind of looking positive. Picks up the ball. Makes linking up with Henderson. Um, I think he has a shot. But um, it was blocked. I remember then Salah had the ball a little bit. And then he's dribbling inside the box. And I thought he was going to do that Salah thing when he cuts in on his left and shoots immediately. But it takes too long decision-making. And West Brom defender just sweeps the ball off his feet. Um, not pleasant. And then um, we have a corner. It's whipped in. Goes to Waste. And then um, the ball is whipped in again from Trent. Ball falls to Firmino's head. And you're thinking, this is going to go in. But it was a fantastic save from the West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper. And Liverpool have a corner again. And the third substitution, would you believe it? Divock comes on. Why is Klopp still bringing on Origi? If he's surplus to requirements and we're trying to move him on, why not bring on the guy who scored against Crystal Palace? Takumi Minamino. Why not bring him on? He scored. His confidence was going to be way higher than Origi's. Who doesn't want to... He, he can't be us. He doesn't want to be there. Whether If we're trying to move on Origi, why are we bringing him on? Why are we left Minamino on? Who just scored? Who finally got that confidence against Crystal Palace? Sees Origi coming on ahead of him. He's going to be bamboozled. And I even would have probably taken off... Or even take off Salah or bring on Shakiri, Because Salah was not at the races today. He was quite disappointing. Um, and then, yeah, after that, Liverpool were trying some more crosses from Henderson. 90th minute overhit. Then Robertson, another overhit. Um, another overhit cross. And then Liverpool win a corner 94th minute. What does Trent Alexander-Arnold do? He goes short. For the strangest reason, he goes short. 
And then Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain tries to cross it in. It's blocked. Referee blows the whistle and it's full time. What idiots. Why did Trent not cross this ball in the box? Why did we go short? So bizarre. You're trying to win the game. Everyone's in the box. There's the urgency. If you're going short at the very last minute of the very last kick of the game, you never ever go short. You whip this ball in. Very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. For bizarre performance from Liverpool. And the second half just showed that we don't deserve to we didn't deserve to win because West Brom had more shots on target in the second half than Liverpool. Like we just didn't create we didn't create enough clear cut chances. West Brom Sam Allardyce figured this out at Anfield once again. So Liverpool dropped two points, could have gone four points clear. We only go three points clear um at the top now. So and that should have been a, a formality. That should have been an easy, comfortable win. But Allardyce unbeaten at Anfield in four games now. And that's why self West Bromwich album employed this man because he just knows how to get out of relegation battles. He just knows he's never he's never been relegated in the Premier League before. And he's had our number again. He's passed the Anfield test again. He was the last manager to win at Anfield. And he's the first manager to make Liverpool drop points at Anfield this season. So, there you go. Man of the match, nobody. Nobody deserves man of the match. Everyone from Liverpool stunk. Um, maybe Alisson for keeping us in the game with, that cru- with the couple of crucial saves. But yeah, what does this go to show? What have we learned? As much as Curtis Jones is a prospect, he's still a teenager. You cannot win league titles with teenagers. We had Reese Williams playing centre-back after Matic was injured. We can't, you cannot have too many kids. Remember last year why we walked the league? It was because we had Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez. Age and maturity was the difference with why we walked the league. We, we can't play two teenagers making their debut Premier League seasons, expecting to go back-to-back. It just doesn't work like that. So what shall I expect in the January transfer window? Jurgen Klopp will definitely buy a centre-back. 100%. I'll be absolutely amazed if that doesn't happen. Um, I think we even go and... We might even get two centre-backs. Or... Yeah, I I think we're definitely busy in the transfer window. I don't know if we'll get two centre-backs, but we'll definitely get a centre-back. And I think it's the perfect time to go and get David Alaba because his contract runs out in the summer. Um, Why not make the deal now? He'll be cheap. And he can play centre-back and left-back, which allows Robertson to potentially get a rest as well. Because right now, Matip is unreliable. As great as he is today, he got the assist for the goal. Soon as he came off, Liverpool capitulated. How many times is Matip going to get injuries in future and come off and Liverpool capitulate? We can't afford we can't afford moments like that to keep happening. But you can rectify it with a signing of a centre-back in January and then get things back on track. Um, Salah was really disappointing today. He was really underwhelming. Um, if Jota was fit he would have probably come on for him and made the difference uh, Mane got the goal so no complaints 
Firmino as well did what he gave. I, I, Firmino did Firmino. He was fine. He was fine. He was okay. He was unlucky with the header. Great save last minute. What can you do? Um, just but yeah, the the midfield just didn't step up, and I'll admit even Henderson second half regressed in performance. But Wijnaldum was quite anonymous, and Curtis Jones showed he was a liability today. Um, so yeah, it's disappointing. But what can you do? Um, thankfully we can bounce back. We play Newcastle on Wednesday night. Um, there'll be a reaction, hundred percent. There'll be a reaction. So I look forward to that game. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LSC Reactions. Tune in next time on Wednesday night where I'll give my review of Newcastle versus Liverpool. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, um, and I'll put my socials. I to put my Twitter social in the description should you choose to follow. Cheers.